I have a little um, a little surprise this season that I've just gotten the ride on um, another fiery mare called Caribbean Soul. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. And as usual, we like to thank our sponsor, Main and Tail, Karen. We, we love Main and Tail. We love Main and Tail. We absolutely love Main and Tail. You know who else loves Main and Tail, Karen? Caroline Martin. Caroline Martin. Caroline is on with us. I think I'm the number one fan, to be honest, guys. I swear, I've been using the product since I was seven years old. And they're actually a local company uh, where I live in Pennsylvania. So they really have a special place in my heart. And people would not believe the amount of products they make. You know, you always think man and tail, the shampoo and conditioner. Well, they make Tangler. They make this killer shine-on spray that makes the horse's coat look amazing. They have spray and braid. They have everything. You don't have to go anywhere else to buy products. They're affordable. They're a family-run company. Like, and they're just the nicest group of people. So I could not think of a better company to go out and support. So if you have a horse, please only buy Mean and Tail. They're just, they go above and beyond and they give back so much to the community. So they're, they're honestly the best company I've ever worked with. So we love them. Yeah, we, we, we love them. And that's too. all I use. Yep, that's, that's all, all we that's use. That's what gives me my shine in my hair. So. So Caroline, do you use it in your own hair? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yes, we both can. do. <laughs> Even our dogs use it. Even our dogs, absolutely. Well, we have one dog with really bad hair, Caroline, so he uses the uh, the, the Protect line stuff because he has bad coat. So it fixes oh. him right up. Yep. So. See? Just another benefit of main tail. They Seriously, they make anything you need. So Absolutely. And nothing with tests, nothing with drug tests. They're just... They just go above and beyond. They are the best. So, all right. Well, thanks a lot, Main and Tail. And thank you, Caroline, for joining us for that little spot. Winter is here. And with the cold weather, you will want the new Red and Goat Winter Jumpsuit 2.0. Has all the original designs, but with an added zip-off convertible hood and stirrup elastic. Plus, new colors such as Caviar, Blue Nights, and Rum Raisin. Check them out by going to redandgoatequestrian.com. Taylor Harris Insurance Services. There for all equestrians, amateur and the professional. For all types and all breeds. No matter what discipline or level, Taylor Harris is committed to excellence in serving you and protecting the horses you love. Taylor Harris Insurance Services. Your worldwide equine insurance specialists. I'm Rob. And I'm Karen. And Rob's super excited about today's guest. I am very, very, very excited, Karen. Very special to us. So not only was she our very first guest. Yes, ma'am. Episode two. She is a five-star rider. Yes, ma'am. Welcome back to the show, Caitlin Silliman. Caitlin, welcome back. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. I've got one quick question. Yes. If I was episode number two, what was episode number one? Uh, us. It was just our little introduction. It was <laughs> oh. terrible. Don't ever listen to that. Okay. No one okay. listened to that. Don't listen to that one. <laughs> okay. Rob and Karen were number one. I was number two. Yes. yes. But you were the first guest. You were the first guest on the show. Okay. So, guinea pig. <laughs> okay. Now that we cleared that up. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So, well, fun fact. Fun fact. The first person we ever interviewed was our episode number three. Oh, yeah. Which was John Nunn. So we interviewed him first. Uh, we wanted to work cool. out the bugs on him, you know, before we went and bothered you. So. So he was the real first. Now the truth is coming so, out. But you were the first one we broadcast, so that's what's really important. Right. You know what I mean? We just <laughs> wanted to test the system. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll take it. And that was, Karen, I'll take what was the date it. on that? When, when that was that April 11th, 2018. Oh, my goodness. So just over two years ago. Oh, my gosh. So here we are back in Aiken, but a little earlier in the season. Yeah. 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 And now now you have a couple, like you were just setting out on your own at that time. So we have lots to catch up yes, on. Yes, we do. We do. Very, very cool. Man, so exciting. So, hey, so Caitlin, for anyone who has never gone back to episode two, can you give us, we always got to find out the origin story. So just because it's been a long time, could you give us, you don't have to give us the whole, whole story, but can you give us the Cliff Notes version, the little shortened down version of how you got your start in writing just for anyone to refresh their memory? 
Absolutely. Okay, it all started. I got six riding lessons for my sixth birthday. And my um, at my childhood home, my next door neighbor at the time boarded a horse with Susie Beal at Radnor Hunt Stables. Um, so I got those six lessons at Radnor Hunt and spent 11 years growing up and riding with Susie Beal. Um, from then, from there, I went to Young Riders and then moved out to the Kennett Square area and started riding with Boyd and Silva Martin. Um, and then worked for them for almost seven years. And they took me under their wing and brought me all the way up to the five-star level. And now here I am. There we go. The Cliff Nurse yes. version. You know, s- small world. So, uh, you know, I-, I listened back to that episode just to kind of refresh my memory. And it was it was so much fun. Um, but so with, since then, we've had Susie on. Mm-hmm. And so we've gotten to finally talk to Susie. I asked yes. about what was Susie's special sauce. I was asking you, Caitlin, like, what was Susie's special sauce? But like, <laughs> she, she, you should have said, just ask Susie. But she, we ended up doing. Mm-hmm. And now, last week's <laughs> episode was with Amanda Beal Clement. So she was probably just a little tyke when you were there. All right. <laughs> she was. I remember when she was born. Oh, oh my goodness. Wow. wow. I know. And now, now she's all grown up and I'm competing against her all the time. Oh and um, so it's fun to watch. She's a very talented young rider. Yeah, yeah she so, sure it's is. It's so funny. It's such a small world. And we didn't really say this on the very first show, but mm-hmm. when Caitlin, so our son Joe works for Boyd mm-hmm. and early on, he's had some unruly horses early on. <laughs> and so Caitlin, you were, you were Boyd's rider at the time when Joe was working there. And then, I think Boyd had enough of trying to teach Joe on those horses and he pawned Joe off on you to, to coach him up. So we owe you a, a, a lot for some of Joe's we early sure early training while he was at Windora. Uh, he is also a talented young rider to keep an eye out for. And he's working hard under Boyd right now and um, has a very exciting new young horse that I can't wait to watch go this season. Oh, well, wow. yes, yeah, yeah. us too. Us too. <laughs> <laughs> we are <high> <laughs> But we owe you so much because yeah, he did have um, he had this off the track thoroughbred that we were leasing for him, mm-hmm. and who that horse would not put his head down. In that interview way back when, you kind of mentioned how you had a horse like that, <laughs> and we didn't mention it in the show, but I think you knew we were talking about how we've seen you in action get horses' heads down, <laughs> teach them that. So you have a lot of patience, and you're wonderful with the young riders. It's it's mm-hmm. amazing you as a coach. So um, we owe you a huge thank you. Yes. So. Are you some mules? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we used to pay Caitlin and uh, and we kind of mentioned it, but we didn't really we just kind of mentioned the box bar, but mm-hmm. we used to bring a cardboard box full of um, Moscow mule mix. Moscow mule you know, vodka and ginger <laughs> beer and we would pay That's Caitlin. right. Sun, Sunday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've discovered whiskey. I remember. I remember. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> One of these days we're going to get back there. Yeah, that, so. we do. Well, thank you so much for that. So mm-hmm. um, we just wanted to make sure we thanked you for for everything you did. So, um, so listen, a lots a lots happened since the, the 2018 uh, with the new business and all this stuff. So it'd just be great to catch up. Congratulations, you're you're actually uh, been named to the 2021 development list. So um, could you talk a little bit about that? Is this your first time on a training list? Yes, it's actually, so I was on the under 25 list um, way, you know, I guess probably five, more than five years ago now, maybe six or seven um, with my mayor, Catch a Star. And then I got to be on, I don't know what they called it at that time, the way they had the different tiers of the training list structured, but I did make a training list with Catch a Star for I think it was the fall training list season, but really exciting to be back on it. Um, I was fortunate to be on it last year as well, 2020, which 2020 was odd for everyone as a COVID year. Um, so I, you know, I sort of really got start just only started getting to know Eric and Leslie and they were starting to get to know me since it was a lot of, they did a great job of sort of video training and, um, phone calls to keep up with everyone, but it's a hard way to get to know someone and someone's horses and their program through video. So um, really excited about this year. Leslie's uh, in Aiken right now, actually doing the under 25 evaluations. And so Mike Pendleton and I got to ride with him on Saturday and Sunday over the weekend. And um, 
yeah, really excited to get this season going. That's awesome. And we're, we're, we're lining up to get Leslie on too. Yeah. Can't so wait for that. hopefully that's in a week, maybe hopefully. Fingers hopefully. Crossed. Yeah. Great. yeah. We never, Great. we never, we don't count our uh, chickens. Right. Isn't that how it goes? You don't count Hatch your chickens chicken. before you they hatch. Yeah. I think yeah. that's how it goes. Something we don't like do that. that, but we're hoping to have Leslie on for the next episode <laughs> after year. So, Hey, and you just mentioned Michael Pendleton. So you've seen him come up now. He's on the list with you and now he's Boyd's assistant rider, but he was under you. When back in the day of boys too, right? Yeah, it's it's really fun. Mike and I worked together um, for a long time, and I was Boyd's rider when I was there, and Mike was becoming Boyd's rider. And um, yeah, we're. I think Michael actually was on the list last year as well. So it's fun to be on it again together and training together again. Even though I I still train with Boyd, so we we get to jump together all the time. But. Um, yeah, so really exciting. Mike's worked really hard and rides a lot of really nice horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He, yeah he, he he's the man behind the scenes getting all those young horses. School yeah, back. that's right. That's awesome. But what an awesome program too to come through to see. You know, like the, the, you know Boyd's people are making it on these lists and coming up and making a name. And I, it's amazing to to see the the, the, the people that he's coached that are on these lists now. It's pretty awesome. Boyd has coached a, a lot of people to the top level now um, and have a lot of students have been riding with him for many years and um, all are very successful. Yeah. So it says a lot about he, he's not only a very successful rider himself, but he's a very, very good coach. Yeah. So now let's talk about you and your business and all that stuff. So you're an awesome coach. Tell us about everything that you got going now, but, uh, and, and, and definitely want to talk about your coaching because you have a lot of students, but tell us what's new in, in uh, Silliman eventing now. We're busy. We're, um, I've rented a new farm this year. We've, we've grown a bit every year and I'm at a, a beautiful farm, um, on the 302 side of town this year, you know, sort of out near paradise in full gallop, just off of 302. It's called angel point farm. We've got 24 stalls and, um, we are full at the moment, which is wonderful. Um, I've got a lot of nice horses I'm riding myself. And then I've got a lot of really nice clients. I have a great group of young kids that are coming up the levels. Um, I've got two sets of twins in the barn at the moment. I have the Curtis boys, Jack and Sam, who are very talented. This is um, their third winter with me. So been with me a little bit now. They have uh, had a very successful uh, young rider preliminary career. We're looking at an intermediate move up this year. So they're ones to watch. And then new to the barn, I have um, the Lichten girls temporarily because oh, Allison okay. Springer's on her way south at the moment. Um, but they spent Christmas with me and uh, they're both very talented riders. Allison's just done an incredible job with them. And so it's been fun to have them in the barn and ride around them and, you know, learn from them and watch them. And, and um, yeah, so all really exciting. I also have a girl named Barrett Phillips who's in school down here and she's riding at the three-star level. She's been with me for a little bit now as well. So it's great to watch her and her horse Niner um, progress. And then I also have an incredible team working for me down here in Sydney Shin, Anna Fortier and Abraham Coronado. And um, Sydney and Anna both have horses that are coming up the levels and um, have been super successful. So also very excited to start the season with them. Wow. Anna's been with you for a long time now, too. A long time. Yeah, this is her her third winter with me as well. Um, she's a great girl. I don't know what I would do without her. She really uh, does everything behind the scenes from organizing, you know, ordering feed and shavings, mucking stalls, all the behind the scenes work to grooming at the shows, taking care of my top horses, and then also competing herself. So she really wears every hat. And if you know Anna, she does it with the biggest smile on her face. And um, I don't think I've ever seen the girl have a have a bad day. She works really hard and she loves what she does. And I'm so fortunate um, to have her. Man, that's awesome. It's good to have a good team. Yes, it is. I think it speaks to who you are as a person too. I think you, I don't think, I think you're a pretty upbeat person yourself. So, you know, that's my perception. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we, we have a really, uh, a fun group, a fun group. And they, they say, you know, good, good people gather around each other and, and we're lucky because we have a, a really fun crew and everyone, we're all competitive, but everyone cheers each other on and helps each other out. And um, yeah. I'm very lucky. 
Man, that's awesome. So what else are you doing? Are you are you taking horses in on training? And I see you have a lot of sales on Facebook. What else is going on over there? Um, we have we have two sales horses at the moment, um, both very nice, different levels. So check out the Major League Eventing site in my Facebook um, if you're in town looking for horses. Um, I've got young horses in training and my older horses that um, will be out competing intermediate and advanced this year. And and then all my clients' horses that we're, we're training together. Gotcha. Now, is Allie KGO right now the the – sitting in the number one stall in the barn she she is the queen of the barn absolutely <laughs> has, has been for a while yep that's why she was she's just i think i think she was seven in our last interview so she's probably what nine or ten now she's yeah she's coming ten this year yeah mm. yep wow. so and now what's the plans for her what's yeah. going on with her what's she up to so she got in some advance last year in our COVID year and a four short. So we're hoping to do Pine Top Intermediate, Pine Top Advanced, a four short or two, and then um, hopefully a spring four long and a fall four long. Wow. So we'll see gearing up for Kentucky 2022. Wow. wow. That's exciting. Well, she's coming into her prime. Yeah. You know, the next, so between, you know, this year, 2021, we have the Olympics, then the next year will be. Weg, and then the Pan Ams, right? Isn't that how that works? Yeah, yeah. So, so, gonna, so she could be eligible for Weg or or Pan Ams, and and then hopefully the the big goal is Paris twenty twenty four. Oh, you know, so, I saw that on your Facebook so we'll see, that you but, shared that, and I was like, hmm. I did. Ooh, it's out there. It, it's it's out within there. reach. It's within reach, and, so and we've got some time. And like you said, Allie's in her prime. She gets better and better every year, and I'm. Um, so lucky to have the McHugh family behind me with their super talented horse. And um, so it's exciting for the whole team. That is fantastic. I remember mm-hmm. when you got her and she was just a young pup. And Yeah. Oh my Ugh. gosh. So exciting. I love watching her go. I know. She's beautiful. It's one of them horses that looks, <laughs> looks, looks good just standing out there. Just has like perfect confirmation and nice. She's a beauty. She carries herself well. And and how's Hoku? Is Hoku still hanging around the, the farm? Hoku's great. She's in Pennsylvania at Cassie and Hugh Plum's beautiful farm. Um, sort of right, you know, right around the corner from Plantation Field. And she is fat and happy out in the paddock there, living living her best retired life. Oh, good for that her. That's awesome. Man, oh man. What a what a horse. Legendary horse. Man, she was awesome. What a horse. She's so pretty. She was She's pretty special. Yes, yeah, she was. Man, that was fun or- stuff here. She good. is very, very feminine, very girly. <laughs> <laughs> but a beast cross country, yes. you know, like you could turn it on, that's for sure. Yes. Mm. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing like it. I, I have a little um a little surprise this season that I have just gotten the ride on um another fiery mare called Caribbean Soul, who's Clark oh. Montgomery used to ride. She's uh-huh. owned by Kathleen. Sullivan and Andy Clark and um, Debbie McWhorter, who supports me on a couple of horses and has three horses of her own that she rides in the barn. Um, she's in on her as well. Clark rode her around lots of advance and two four longs. And so we're just getting to know each other, but hopefully um, we'll get some experience at the upper levels on her as well. Ooh, that's so I'm, I'm, she reminds me a lot of catch a star. She's fast and she loves the cross country. So um Stay tuned. And how old is she? She is 12 this year. Okay. So she's in her prime. Man, you got two yeah. prime. Also horses. in her prime. Sweet. Yes. Yes. They're really exciting. Dang. That is exciting. Well, I'm so happy for you to yeah, have some stuff. So that's awesome. Just for perspective, like in, in just a few years since our last interview, like how big was your operation in 2018? You, you were kind of not, not you, you were just kind of getting out on your own a little bit. You were still kind of new at that. How, how, how has the, has the business changed since then? Um, it, it's just grown in size. In, in 2018, I rented a six stall barn and I think for a couple odd weeks of Aiken when we were really full, I maybe had, eight or nine horses there, but it, it was a steady six and, um, you know, one of those working students horse and, and, um, 
like I said, now we've got 24. Wow. That's so we're, we're busy. And, and I was sort of, I think that it looks a little bit different. I have more horses of my own than I'm training up the level. And then, um, my staff, they, I have more staff and they have wonderful horses. And then I also have these students like the Curtis boys, um, Fair Phillips, the Lichtens that are with me and Debbie McWhorter that are with me full time that have their horses in full training. And, um, I train them when they're here and I ride them when they're at school or away. And, uh, so the barn, my barn is full of beautiful horses. I'm so fortunate. Wow. How many horses would you say a day you're, you're sitting on? It depends. It depends on who's in town and who's not. I could, I could do six a day or I could do 12 a day or I could do 18 a day. Oh it just oh depends on the schedule. Wow. wow. 18 a day. Now, do you have any working students to help you? I do. Like if I have an incredible staff at the moment, the dream team of Aiken 2021. So I've got Anna. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been with me for a little while. And then I have Sydney Shin, who is also okay. incredible. She's been with me over a year now, a, a year and a couple of months. Um, also a very talented rider. She has three horses of her own um, and is an incredible worker, just like Anna works hard, is so sweet and um, has an intermediate horse, a preliminary horse, and then a young training horse. So watch for her this season. And then Abraham Parado is working with us this winter. He's incredible. He manages everything on the ground and, and makes sure the horses are turned out beautifully and and there's not a nick on them ever um and then i also have jenna levesque i'm saying her last name wrong so jenna i'm so sorry when you listen to this (laughs) she's she's just started and she started at the beginning of the month and also an incredible girl um she came from full moon farm so the whole team at full moon you you raised her well. She knows her stuff and she works really hard and we're so excited to have her on the team. And Jenna, you don't know this yet, but she's just here um, for a couple of months. Then she's got to go back to school, but I'm going to try to convince her to stay for the summer. <laughs> there we go. That's it. That's yeah. how it begins. Here we go. Just chipping away at it. Chipping away at it. You don't need that school. You don't need that. <laughs> no. Yeah, just come school. You spent the winter, now just come spend the summer. There you go. Right. You got to see what it's like when it's warm. Yeah, too. right. You got to get the full experience. Exactly. Don't you want to check out Pennsylvania? Yeah. It's all <laughs> Aiken. Check Are, out Pennsylvania. Just take a gap year. That's all. Yeah, just one. <laughs> Deferred enrollment. What? Just the one. Just the one. <laughs> you can defer for a second that's year it. too, can't you? Yeah. Once you got her deferred for one, you got her hooked. You're, you you, you yeah, sunk that's your it. claws in. That's it. <laughs> that's right. Well... We'll see. We gotta we gotta convince her she's a month in and she's awesome. So we got some time to win her over. <laughs> once they win, once they're in a month, they know what they they're they're good. They're good to go. So hey, are you still <laughs> splitting your time um between PA? Like you're doing half the year type of thing still between PA and Aiken? I am, yeah. So I come down I do come down to Aiken a little earlier. Most Pennsylvania natives um come down to Aiken around January first. I come down around November 1st. If it's really cold, I'll leave the Monday after Fair Hill, which gives you like, you know, a week in October. Mm-hmm. So just depending. This year I did come down November 1st. There's a lot to do in Aiken November 1st. Um, there's still events going on. Stableview has something midweek and weekend every week. Um, all through November and December, there's a sporting days in December. So I think it's really good for the young horses. The Older horses get a lot of attention sort of right at the end of the season up north with a big three-day. And so it sort of allows me to back off the younger horses just a little bit in September and October because then they can compete in November and December. And same thing in the spring. They get in so much during the Aiken season down here, January, February, and March when the older horses – you know, are having their final runs and then their week at their big three-day event in the spring – it allows me to back off the young horses a little bit. So I really have the best of both worlds. And I've got a lot of lovely clients who I adore that are from way up north, from Massachusetts or um, Maine. And they also migrate south a little bit earlier because it gets so cold up there. So um, a lot of my gang gets down here early and we we start competing in November. Man. Hmm. 
That sounds awesome. I was kind of wondering how that works out, and it sounds like it's the ideal situation. It's really a year-round sport now. You know, it's uh, not much downtime. It's a, it's a year-round sport, and um, it's hard. We we all love Aiken, but Aiken can be cold. It's absolutely not as warm as Florida. Um, and right when we leave to go north, it is just getting beautiful in Aiken. Um, April and May here are incredible, and then it's hot, hot, hot over the summer, but um, same thing in the fall. Usually when I come down, the heat has just broken. Um, it can be quite hot. First day we'll use Oktoberfest right in the beginning of the month, but sort of mid-February, their summer breaks and it's 75 and not so humid. And, and so we're going from Pennsylvania that's just starting to get wet and cold to being back in t-shirts and Aiken. And, um, yeah, it's not so bad. We gotta get down to Aiken no, here. Karen. We I don't know. even have it on we, the schedule yet. I know we gotta get down. St- we don't even know what's going on. You know, we don't even know yeah. if we're gonna be allowed to go to shows and stuff. So I don't know. Hey, if you gotta get Joe to send up the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Oh man, we, Joe doesn't talk to us. Are you kidding? We're his parents. See, we're lucky if he, uh, unless he needs money or something. <laughs> <laughs> You'll you'll know when those entries have to go. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, <laughs> that's the truth. Hey, so uh, along the lines of you know a lot changing since our last interview, is there would there be anything um, in the business side like that? You know, when we first talked to you, it was kind of still like you say early out on your own, and now now you're kind of established and not kind of you're very well established. Is there any like? Anything you were surprised about or any little piece of information that you would impart on someone else who's looking to go out on their own a little bit, let's say, like, is there something that you learned that, 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 that you didn't know that you wish you knew when you went out on your own? Um, oh, absolutely. There are so many things. I, I think the biggest thing, um, is how expensive it is. It's, it's the overheads. I think you don't realize um, I worked for Boyd for so long and you are living off your wage there. But as most people know, when you work for someone, a lot of your wage is the horse that you have there and the lessons that you're getting, which is a huge expense. So your wage is small, but that covered and your housing is covered. So you don't have many expenses. So the amount of money you're getting paid covers your gas and groceries. And that's kind of all you need. Um, but then all of a sudden, when you go out, go out on your own, you've got to get better insurance, you've got to rent a barn, you've got to buy a huge load full of hay, you've got to buy a load of straw or shavings, you've got to pay someone to take that away, you've got to buy wheelbarrows and pitchforks to clean your barn. I mean, the the list goes on and on. So the start is really scary. And um, I wouldn't have been able to do it without Ann and Mike Laver. I uh, have my horses at their barn and, and they gave me a huge leg up. I was uh, helping take care of their horses and they really helped me get going by letting me be at their barn. And and then, you know, the next piece of advice is you just got to keep working hard in the beginning. It's scary at the end of the month. Um, your accounts are zero or at least mine were, and you're <laughs> shifting money and you're in the red and trying to figure out how to pay all the bills on the first, because maybe you didn't get your invoices out on time. So those checks haven't come in yet. And um, you just have to keep working hard and you will be as successful as you want to be if you don't want to work on a Sunday or a Monday or if you only want to work until 3 p.m. Um, you're not going to get the horses to ride maybe or or the two extra lessons you could have taught when you finished riding your horses to make some extra cash. You, you've got to work really hard and, and it doesn't matter whether you're riding horses or, or in any other industry. It's the only way to be, be successful. Yeah. Wow. Well, you think about it, like you say, there's little extra lessons. I mean, you think if you can, if you could teach one extra lesson every day, you know, that's a, that's, that's a grand at the end of the month, you know, that, but, you exactly. know. Exactly. And, and it's those lessons, you know, it's, it's the, the people that want to come and, and they just want to compete. They're the people that are having fun. I mean, it's, it's just as much fun to compete students like the Curtis boys who want to go all the way up the levels, but I have just as much fun teaching someone who wants to come jump cross rails and, and they're all paying you the same. And it, it'd be easy to turn them away for a 5 PM lesson to, you know, sit down in the house and watch a TV show or something. But, mm-hmm. 
it's the only way to get better. And and then maybe that person ends up buying your horse or they support you in one of your horses or, you know, anything can happen. So you've, you've got to work hard on your riding yourself and then you got to work hard teaching or whatever else supplements your business to, to be able to get to the top. Man, right. That's good advice. Mm-hmm. Good advice. And it's, we just, we don't have, you know, it's our first time really getting someone kind of back on and, and, so to kind of, and, and especially the situation that we had when you were just sitting out when we talked to you first time. So that was awesome. Thank you so much for sharing it. Yes, definitely. All right. So Caitlin, the first time you were on, we did not have the quick fire question segment. The quick fire question segment. <laughs> so. Oh no. I, I don't think I'm prepared for this. My palms are sweating. Quick fire question. <laughs> yes. So this quick fire questions is brought to you by Taylor Harris Insurance Services. So it's going to be five questions and it's called quick fire, but you can answer as slow or fast as you want. Well, we are grading you. Yes, but you get graded. <laughs> Strict grading criteria. Okay, I'm ready. All right. Ready for number one. Okay. Do you have any good luck or superstitions before you go out cross country? I don't. I do not have any superstitions. Um. You know what? That's not true. I always wear the same pair of britches. I wear the same britches cross country every time. I have a white pair and a tan pair, and they are the cross country riding pants. Oh, there we go. See? See? Yeah. So (laughs) so I am superstitious. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Your favorite rider growing up? Ooh. Um, I was a pretty big fan of David and Karen O'Connor. Huge, huge fangirl for David and Karen O'Connor. No doubt. Oh, yeah. No doubt. But you can only pick one. Oh. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be okay. awkward next I'm time sorry, you see him. Karen, them. if you're listening. <laughs> I was definitely a big David fan. Oh. <laughs> Poor Karen. Oh. Poor Karen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fa- <laughs> favorite event to compete at? Okay, this is well. I have to say Rolex because there's there's nothing like it. Or now Land Rover Kentucky. But I also loved, and I I'm sorry, I do love Tryon. But I loved the venue of the old Fork Horse Trials in I can't remember what town, North oh, Carolina. Wow. But that was an incredible event. Hmm. How about that? Yeah, the, the, yeah, that was that was one of my favorites. It's kind of weird. Like yeah, the name just kind of the whole show and the name went to just, Tryon. But how about that? Yeah, now it's the forfeit Tryon, which is also an incredible event. But that that venue that we used to have the fork at was also a very unique and um, incredible venue, and it ran there for a long time. And yeah, great event. It's sad when you see the great events shut down and or move or whatever. Yeah. You know, there's been a few over the past couple of years, and it's but like, it's better that it moved than to absolutely. just be gone completely. Yeah. yeah, the calendar's still full for sure. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. All right, so. If a movie was made about your life, who would you want to play you? Ooh. Ooh. Hmm. Gosh. These, you guys aren't kidding with these quick fire questions. Karen's They're tough. tough. Karen is tough. That's a new one. That's a zinger. She just Karen's tough. I asked the nice, easy questions. Karen. Okay, this is this is also this is a little random. I I love Reese Witherspoon. I think she's adorable, but in during this COVID time, I've been watching, you know, a little more Netflix and things on TV than ever without the socializing in the evening. And um, I watched Big Little Lies and The Undoing. And Nicole Kidman is such an, I think she's an incredible actress. So I'm going to pick Nicole Kidman to play oh, me. Nicole Kidman. Okay. There you go. Excellent answer. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, so if you need if you need some time to kill and you haven't haven't watched a ton of TV yet, The Undoing, great new show. Undoing. Undoing. All right, mm. we'll we'll write that down. We just got done the Queen's Undoing. Game. Oh, that's a good one. Well, we got done the Crown, Cobra Kai, and the Queen's Gambit mm-hmm. all within like th- three weeks. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. That's a lot, but. <laughs> Couch potatoes. I know, but well, once once something comes out on Netflix, then it's like that's it. We don't do anything until well, we work, but yeah. Oh well, we <laughs> back to the quick back to the quick. Well, that's that's the evenings right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. So last question: 
If you could ride any horse, past, present, or fiction, who would it be? Any horse, past, present, or fiction. Hmm. That's a tough one. There, there's a big list that I could choose from. Um, <laughs> okay, this is terrible. I can't remember the horse's name, but Andrew Hoy rode a gray horse in the Sydney Olympics that just looked like such a cool horse to ride cross country. You guys are going to have to look up its name because I don't remember its Ooh, name. I think I know what you're talking about. Andrew Hoy's. Andrew Hoy's. The Sydney Here we go. Olympics. Quick phone a friend. Sydney Olympics. I had the. I can picture watching the VCR tape in my bedroom. Okay, Andrew Hoy. Find us a name. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Uh, Sydney Olympics. Okay, I'm looking up his Olympics. I'm pretty sure it was Andrew Hoy. I'm looking it up. Uh, Okay, Atlanta Sydney 2000 team. Okay, so he got. It was gold. They got team gold in Sydney, which I, I remember that. Uh, see, see, uh, okay. I'm so the horse went well. Let's see here. Okay. What year was that? 2000, right? See. 2000. I'm on Wikipedia. It's not, it's not helping Uh-oh. me. Uh-oh. All right. We're going to be continued. Oh, here we are. Sydney 2000. Andrew Hoy breaks through for first individual medal at Olympic Games with eventing in silver. So he got a silver. Hmm, that horse looks bay in the picture, though. You said a gray, right? Oh, no. I thought it was gray. Uh, let's see. This is recorded. We but can't... that horse that okay. horse sounds like it went well, so maybe I should choose that one. It went well. Guess who was on guess who one of his team he, he guess who was on his team? You, you probably remember this, but Big Big Phil was on the yeah, Australian t- t- team. Tell me. Big Phil. On House Doctor, As he, the, right? Was that was House that Doctor? Let me see, it doesn't. Uh, the part where it doesn't I doesn't list the horse's names. So that's where Big Phil had his. Uh, I'm I'm almost a hundred percent sure Philip rode House Doctor, and that was a horse that Nina and Tim Gardner bred. Wow. Oh, that's yeah, right. Wow. That's right. Okay. Swizzle in, Swizzle in was Hoy's horse. That's the one. Swizzle, but in. it it's Bay, not Gray. Yeah. Now, now I gotta Google Swizzle in. All right, here we go. Swizzle in uh, Andrew Hoy. Andrew Hoy. Come on. There we go. We're doing it. Be white, please. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they had a picture of the wrong horse. I'll just go straight to images. (laughs) Uh, No, he's bay. (laughs) He looks bay. I don't know. Uh, Okay, that's okay. It's still the right one. I just I just remembered him being white. <laughs> awesome horse though, gold medalist. Very, yeah. So there we go. Listen, that was a long time ago. How old were you in two thousand? I mean, you're you're a young pup. You were probably, uh, I don't know. In two thousand, yeah. I was ten. Ten. So oh, that's yeah. yeah. That's a long time. That's a long time. You were just a young. It's pup. a long time. And that's that's the year Boyd climbed the flagpole as a spectator at yes, the closing ceremonies. Yes, he did. Oh boy! Fun, fun <laughs> fact: Boyd Martin fun climbed fact. the flagpole at the closing ceremonies, <laughs> and his video. sister and his sister and dad saw him on the news. <laughs> oh, God. you've you've seen those that picture of that or, or heard that story, right? No. Oh, I, I don't think I've seen the picture. I definitely heard the story. There's the there's a picture. Actually, but I don't I think I didn't know there was a picture. Yeah, there, there's the video. The video. There was a video, so I screenshotted it. But there's a video, and it's like it's Boyd, and he's out like he's like waving with one hand from the top of the flagpole, and apparently his sister was like, <laughs> "That's Boyd on the flagpole." <laughs> so, uh, I mean, that's impressive. Climbing a flagpole would not be easy. Yeah, it, especially uh, you're not doing that sober. <laughs> Was that it, Karen? That's it. Excellent job! You passed. You survived the quick fire questions. (laughs) Oh, I don't. I don't feel like I passed. I was. I'm going to do better next time. I'm my third third invitation to major league. There we go. 
I will be more prepared for those rapid fire questions. Yep. Those were good ones. I'm impressed. A plus, but not A plus (gasps) plus. She gets just a a a plus. Well, she had the wrong color horse. That's true. A plus. We get the slight deduction. I had the wrong color horse. Of the the horse I wanted to ride, I thought it was a gray. Uh, (laughs) Maybe the pictures. They're old pictures. Maybe maybe that's just kind of, you know. Oh, goodness. Who knows? So funny. That's going to keep me busy tonight. I'm going to have to make sure that I wasn't thinking of a different one. We'll do some fact checking after this. Yeah, ends. right. <laughs> I think, you know, your next guest, I think Leslie Law rode a horse in that Olympics called Sheer H2O, and that one was gray for sure. Oh, oh he's he's back on the phone. Oh, well, I can't. I can't. I got a show to do. I, can't I know. You do it later. I can't Google. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We can't go digging. You can ask Leslie we'll do next some digging. week. So when yeah. we get him on, we'll, we'll, when we get him on, we'll ask And then he'll be like, what? Sheer H2O? Like, Sheer H2O? I never rode a horse called that. Hey, speaking about Leslie, how's how do you like the training so far? You said you you uh, you did a little bit of training with him just this week. How's I love it. Um, I flatted. I did both days of dressage. I, I wanted to jump, but I really I needed needed some help on the flat because I feel like I haven't had a lesson for me on the flat maybe since around plantation in September. Um, so I did two days of flat work and they were great. Um, I love riding with him. He has a great way of teaching. Um, my favorite part about it is it's it's simple. I find sometimes you take a flat lesson and you get this incredible result. Your horse has never gone so well. And then the next day you're trying to piece together how you did that. And you can't remember whether you were going shoulder in or hunches in or, or what got you there. And Leslie teaches in a way that is detailed, but it's something that you can produce again and again and again until you see him the next time and, and have whatever he worked on sort of mastered by the time, um, you know, he sees you in the horse again. And so I'm really enjoying training with him. That's awesome. And then, uh, when you do the flat lessons, are they individual or are they in a group with Leslie? They are. They're individual. Yeah. Nice. That's the best way for yeah, a dressage it is. lesson. For yeah. Sure. Especially dressage. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. Very cool. Very well, we gotta, cool. We'll get him one here soon. Yes, too, so. hopefully. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> so, Caitlin, do you have any do, do you have any advice for a young rider trying to make it in this sport? Absolutely. Just just like the biggest advice, kind of where do you start? But um, the biggest thing I think is you you don't have to come from a ton of money. Um, you know, you're riding around some kids that are fortunate enough to have endless amounts of horses. And and that absolutely gives you a leg up in some way. But, um, I didn't grow up with a big string of horses. Susie was so good to me as a kid. She always made sure that I had, you know, a half lease or some kind of situation on the horse that made the horse, you know, made me feel like the horse was mine. Um, but I didn't get my first horse until I was 16. And, um, so going towards being a professional, if you could, if you can work for another professional for as long as you can, um, I mean, I, I think that I, I could have spent another, another seven years at Boyd and Silva's and I would have kept learning more and more and more. And I don't think you want to spend really any less time than that. I think it only makes you better being underneath, you know, the wing of of a great trainer and someone you idolize and are trying to mimic in your career and, um, and watching them through their highs and lows and, and how their business operates, how they, how they train their horses, how they train with their coaches, how they get clients, how they, coach their students, how they handle stress, you know, high stress situations, big competitions, team competitions, you name it, the list goes on and on. But um, the longer you can be beneath someone and, and be a sponge, soak in every little piece of information you can to hopefully use one day when you're out on your own. Excellent mm, advice. Excellent. I love it. Yes. I love it. I like the part about you don't need a ton of money because that that gives us some hope. <laughs> I know, that gives us some hope. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, which sounds crazy. 
yeah, we, we all know how expensive those horses are, but um, if you have a smile on your face and you work hard and you're a student of the sport and you chip away, your opportunity will come. And it might not be, the, you know, tomorrow, it might not be in a week, it might not be in a month, it might not be in a year, but if you keep at it, it will come. And and being a hard worker and being a good student, um, opportunities will will become available to you. Awesome. I love it. Excellent. I lo- love it. Excellent. So, Caitlin, as we wind things down, we always love to recognize any sponsors or supporters that you have. So do you want to tell us who you have behind you? Some of my huge sponsors that are behind me, um, first of all, Voltaire Saddles. Um, I have six of their saddles. I've been with them for a long time. I would not be able to, you know, they, it makes everything easier. I have saddles that fit certain horses. I have enough saddles so that if I'm jumping horses in lessons back to back, or I have multiple horses competing, you know, we're not switching saddles by the side of the ring. They really make sure I have everything I need to fit myself and the horses as well. Um, and they've been great to me. Like I said, I've been partners with them for a long time and um, look forward to a long future Fleece work saddle pads. Um, Judy McSwain is incredible. She has a great business. Um, they're based out of California, but you can see them all over the world. Um, she started with me with Hoku after the barn fire because I needed a pad that had fleece underneath the pad um, to cover the scars on her back. And I think Mattis made a pad at the time. Um, there, there weren't many, there are way more on the market now, but there weren't many on the market. And Judy had the only real sheepskin. And then also a lot of the pads that have the fleece underneath the spine is not covered, which you wouldn't notice unless you had a horse that needed the spine covered. And, um, anyway, Judy's beautiful pads made me able to ride Hoku. They, you know, we weren't sure I would ever ride her again. And she went to Kentucky three times. So, uh, Judy was a huge part of that with her beautiful pads and um, she's been with me ever since. So very appreciative to her. And then Charles Owen as well. I've been wearing their helmets as long as I can remember. I'm not sure I've ever worn anything else. Um, They fit me beautifully. It's an incredible product every year. They're improving. They are students of their craft. They're constantly testing and, um, you know, finding ways to make their already very safe helmets safer and safer. I had a, a bad accident when I was 21 and had a, a brain injury, which had I not had my Charles Owen helmet on, I'm sure would have been um, way, way worse. So very grateful to them. I also wear their air vests um, and they're, they've been with me for a long time. So also huge, huge supporters. And um, in, in other big news, I'm back with athletics frankie with athletics um originally helped me design my website and sort of helped me get started and then as her business has changed and my business has changed i stepped back for a little bit from having them help me with marketing but um i'm back on the team with them and i'm so excited frankie does an incredible job with her riders she has a small list of riders now i think she she keeps it to 10 so it's an elite group and they do an incredible job marketing advertising the riders and and the sponsors that are behind those riders um so stay tuned my um film invention website is is in the process of a facelift so you can check um check in there to see all the you know the new happenings around film and eventing and um i mean that's uh, my website probably was last updated with around the last interview so, <laughs> so the, the, the updated website will will kind of be a recap of this talk and you can see see the horses i have for sale and um what's going on with my team wow yeah <clears throat> well frankie and the team over athletics they've always been very yeah, very good great. to us and we have a really good relationship yes, with those do. guys and, and jimmy shram she works for frankie now so she's um she's really doing a great job holding down you know a lot of the rider stuff it's awesome. They have, they've got a great team. So it's fun. Like I said, I'm just, just getting back in with them and I've known Frankie for a while, but, um, she has a great team that's, that's working with her and, um, I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Can't wait to see your new website. All I know. <laughs> I know. It's gonna be fun. Well, it's, it's going to be the same site, but it's, it's like, it's getting Botox. It's just getting a little, <laughs> little lift, couple, 
Lots, lots of new things. Same, same outline, new features. Maybe a little, maybe a little plumper <laughs> here and there. <laughs> Definitely a few plumpers. <laughs> a few plumpers. So in, in in a week or two, be sure be sure to check it out. Oh, oh perfect, awesome! Perfect, perfect timing. Yeah. Awesome. So until then, how do our listeners follow along? On well, so- it's the same. Website, well, social right? media, but social do you have media. any social media? It's it's the same website, but yeah, and, and social media. My my social media is getting getting revamped too. So, oh, okay. so social media, you know, I mean, I'm on Facebook and and Instagram. I'm Caitlin four two eight. Um, and then like I said, keep keep checking the the website for That's for all the upcoming events. Silliminventing right dot com. Is that right? filamenteventing.com you got it yeah, yeah. Well, I can imagine you're so busy as it is right now sending your horses I can imagine when you get some like some serious marketing behind you you're not going to you're going to be like bam 50 stall barn coming right up yeah <laughs> That's the plan. That's the plan. Do- double it again next year. That is awesome. <laughs> well, you know, like like we kind of started the interview, you know, we, we thanking you for how well you took care of Joe when he was with you. And then thank you for also being our, our, our very first guest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you know, thanks to you, you helped get us off the ground and it was really nice to be able to have a friend to talk to. You were willing to come on and, and take a shot with us. We never, we didn't have a show. We couldn't tell you what it was, how it was going to go. <laughs> we, and uh, man, we just say, we, we really we appreciate owe you a lot. We owe you a lot. We really appreciate our, your, your, your friendship. And, um, we just, you know, we, 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 we're so excited to hopefully see that 50 stall barn someday. And, and, uh, we're rooting for you all the time. You know, you may not even know it, but we're rooting for you. Oh, thank you guys. Very special that was, well, that was a big, big interview for me at the start of my career. And, um, so excited. You guys have me back on. Yeah. This is awesome. Now we've discovered whiskey since the old days of us bringing out the, the box of booze. So I don't know if you're a whiskey oh. girl or, or like an old fashioned, or old fashions. We've really perfected the old fashions and the Kentucky mules. Have you had Kentucky mule? I have heard of it, but I haven't had one. So Ooh. I'm going to hold you guys to it. When you make your trip down to Aiken, I'm expecting a Kentucky mule. Oh yeah. Oh, we're going to, I'll bring it. My bar has exploded with <laughs> new <has>. offerings. <laughs> <laughs> make sure it's a day when it's a light day for you yeah oh <laughs> so, my god awesome well, we'll we'll time it out yep yes we will. Fantastic. oh this was great so awesome well caitlin thank you so much and uh we just uh we can't wait to see you. hopefully we'll get down to aiken and we'll make sure we swing on by and, and see you soon awesome looking forward to it thanks guys thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed today's show Please like Major League Venting on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And join our community, Major League Venters, on Facebook. Cheers!